just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Let's podcast. Hello and welcome to Do Go On, a podcast that I am on. And I am Dave Warnicky, and I am here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. The trio is back. Yeah, baby. After a one week hiatus, you thought we weren't coming back for you, but here we are for the 51th. Third, third episodes. How or, pessimistic do you think the audience is? The 50, They're gone. The, They're done. <laughs> 51, 50 weeks in a row they did this show, but I reckon the 51st week they were, they were out. No. Nah. I thought you were the maths guy. You just said it's the 53rd episode. But we started with... No, it's a very complicated thing oh, to explain. Right, but we're not okay. quite up to a year because we started with three episodes nah. in our launch. Yeah, look. But right. next year, next week is one year. <laughs> Celebrate good times. Come on. I've made a birthday cake. Really? And then, I, and then I ate it. So I'll make another one. I was, like, I was like a week ahead. I was like, well, it'll probably, it probably won't be good by the time we get to next. So I better eat this one and I'll make another one. Can I lick the bowl? Man, I love doing that. Fuck, I love doing that. Oh. And the spoon. Can and I lick the wooden spoon? It sucked so much as a kid if my brother was also home and mum was making a cake because then I have to share licking the bowl or licking oh. the beaters. The oh, beaters the, be- the, the worst. No, beaters. No, I love the beaters. I had a fear. I have to get it off the beaters with something else because I have a fear that the beaters would wrap your tongue up. Of course you'd take, you would, you'd you'd take, take them, them off, off, you idiot. Hey, 
You have a sword, you have a sword <laughs> plugged into the wall. What? <laughs> Finger no, no. on the trigger. Oh, this is like the knife and the toaster all Shit. over again. <laughs> Fuck. I, by the way, I do not cook. I yeah, cannot, well, oh, don't I, you? I, can, I cannot cook. Wow. Oh, man. Could have fooled us. Dave. Seriously, I cannot. Dave, I think we're talking about baking. Very different. Very oh, different. Oh, but Come on, mate. I'm very good at baking. You know what else is very different? Last week, Matt and I were very hyped up from coffee. This week, we have a different beverage. Oh, water to keep your voices going. Well, see if this, uh, if you recognize this noise. Okay, I close Dave. my eyes and I won't, I'll listen like everyone else. Oh, 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 Ooh, Fanta? Yeah, Fanta. Love Fanta. Grown up Fanta. <laughs> grown up Fanta. <laughs> what would grown up Fanta be? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Now, oh. off air, you often ask, why are you the only one with the golden tonsils, Dave? And I say, it's because I refresh with a bottle of purified water. Purified? Tap water. We're talking tap water. <sighs> no, I got this one from work. They have a, one of those water... Well, there's a water cooler in the office. Yeah. Congrats. You work in an office. <laughs> there's a, a little wa- more exciting than that. Can we, are we allowed to talk about your job? Well, so yeah, I've got a job working in television behind the scenes. Ooh, Mr. His Fancy job Pants, is... la di da. Well, uh, pretty much. I, I, I don't want to talk about it too much. Just um, helping associatively produce a segment. That's my title, associate producer. Are you an go. associate producer? Yeah. That's that's that's. Okay. On a, on a national I did not TV know. That's on the contract. Your title was associate producer. That is so fucking cool. That is oh, thank very you. Cool. That is I, so cool. I, t- I don't know if you know, but associate means less than. a... Yeah. Top. It's like a social. Oh, oh, hang on, Dave. Sorry, uh, Mr. TV. Could you just patronize us anymore? No, but associate professor is like the one below professor. It's still a good job. Oh, no, I love it. I think in terms of job titles, Matt might trump you, though. Yeah. Matt? Board board of directors. Yeah, well, I'm a director. He's a director. I'm a director. He's a director. Director definitely trumps any associate, even an associate director. I'm currently director in both senses of the word. Yeah. My favourite setup of a joke is (laughs) both senses of the word. It's very funny, always. (laughs) Beers. Only this isn't a joke. This is just true. Oh, that's kind of. And just your your title. Is a um, customer care agent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound very caring in that tone. Oh, is that what is that what my thing is? Customer care agent is what I am. Yeah. Wait, when's this episode going out? If if you're in Australia, I've directed a TV show that'll be on tonight. If you're listening the day it's come out, SBS ah. two eight pm. So you are you're a director in every fucking sense. That's beautiful. Yeah, he's an actual All director. All two All senses. senses. Both, both. I love that. So, oh, do you want to tell us what the show is? If you're in Australia and you will listen to this? Uh, yes, maybe. Uh, it's called uh, The Road Show. It's a documentary about the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Road Show. Jess Perkins. I don't know if you heard of her. She features on episode four. Hello. So, Jess, you're not just a customer care agent. You're also a star of The Road Show TV show. And the show itself. Yeah, you're right. I am a star. You, you are better than us. No, because then I come back from the really the really fun, amazing gigs that I'm incredibly lucky to do, and I, then I go back to being a customer care agent. And which one would you prefer? <laughs> just, to, just to clarify. Care agent. Of course, yeah. thank you. Because you get to care for people. Yeah. What are you, some sort of aid worker? Yeah, or I'm an aid helping worker. Helping out in Syria. Yeah, I help people if who you, are I mean, if you count Tracky Dax's AIDS... 
then yeah, I reckon she's an aid worker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, man. And where can we see this show, Matt? You probably, what channel is it on? SBS 2. SBS 2. Mm-hmm. So tonight and for the next few weeks on Wednesdays, is it? Yeah. Uh, Very was, cool. I think the first episode would have been last week. And then, so there, yeah, there's tonight and two, the two following weeks. The last one for the episode is just featured. Yep. Well, this is a dirty plug to start off the show. Don't that makes hey. me feel very uncomfortable. No, no, no this, this isn't a plug. This is a life update. Yeah, it's just what we're all up to. Because you know what? Like, we obviously, we all have busy lives and we all do the podcast together. So sometimes we don't actually get to chat about each other. That's Catch true. up. So it's nice to catch up with you guys. But we also know where the majority of our listeners come from, and that is not Australia. So. Uh, they're mostly American. Um, so sorry for filling you in on things that make very little sense so or just to confirm, relevance to you. Just to confirm for the Americans, associate producer is one below a proper <laughs> I'm, producer. I'm sure they get that. Um, <laughs> SBS2 is a channel that... A great channel. Great channel. It stands for Super Best Show. They do, that's Two. Right. Two. And the sequel's always better. The, the, what it actually sounds for is pretty sounds pretty impressive anyway, right? It's a special broadcasting service. That's right. So it's actually a, is that, does that sound impressive? Does it sound really patronizing? Tweet in. Spe- oh, no, no, it's, no, it's special, special shows. It's for special shows. Are you Americans excited by that? And a customer care agent is a piece of shit. You're correct. You're correct in that assumption, Americans. I tell you you what Americans may be excited about, and that is the topic of this week's show. I forget that this is a show. Forget what we're here for. Where we don't just talk about ourselves. Hang on, I just need a sip of my beer. Hang on, I'll just take a little. Matt, do you want to have a sip? We're having a sip break. Hey. um, Yeah. What's interesting is. Jess has care in her job title, mm-hmm. but she definitely does not. I do not. <laughs> I will go on the record and say I do not. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. In the, in the documentary, she did a bit about her old employer. <laughs> yeah, I did. And she said later, please don't put that in the yeah, documentary. Yeah, I was like, that. I have to go back to that job. I probably shouldn't be bagging we probably, my employers. And I probably shouldn't be bringing that up on a... That's fine. Okay, great. So our American listeners may be interested. I believe most people would be interested. I think in you were just trying to segue into. Well, was trying topic. to. Honestly, it was. It's not trying a, to be smooth. It's not American themed, is it? Is it set in America? Is it about an American person? It is. Is it about a person, Dave? Dave, answer my questions, Dave. Guys, no, guys, no, guys! D- Dave all will these questions. Your question with a question. <laughs> Let me answer your question. <laughs> now, to set up the topic, I will ask you a question. That's a little unorthodox. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. My question is. What is the most famous and fearsome prison of all time? Is it the one that Casanova easily broke out of last week? I was honestly inspired by the last week's topics, so... Is it Azkaban? It is not Azkaban. That's probably the most... That's much more fearsome than this one. Oh, okay. Okay, the ones that come to mind... uh, There's one in Melbourne here... Old Melbourne Jail. I was thinking of the uh, that bluestone one, that other bluestone. Pentridge. Pentridge. Pentridge Prison, where Chopper used to chop off ears. My friend lives. Yeah, is that where he chopped off ears? I, th- I believe so. That's now like a housing estate, isn't it? Yeah, we have a prison here in the sort of in a in a at mid suburbs of Melbourne, and it was like a a big Notorious prison. Notorious, brutal prison. And now it's like you know very gentrified, so they knocked down the prison, and now people live inside the bluestone walls. Oh, is that what a it prison. is? I'm guessing that's not what it, it is. It's not yeah. Pentridge. It the is other, not Azkaban. So if I don't think of that one, then I think of uh, 
what Sean Connery made famous as The Rock. It is The Rock. Ooh. Alcatraz. Godspeed. Oh, oh man. Money Did Penny, you... it's James. I'm sending you a fax. <laughs> you know what? You know, this guy at my school, the guy from my school, Tom, Tom Skinner. Wait, wait, we never make Matt actually laugh, and he laughed. Hmm. Right, I'll do my impression. Yeah. My friend uh, Tom Skinner from school would always do, would do his Sean Connery. His go-to line was, Yash, I would like some Worcestershire sauce on my chips. <laughs> <laughs> Worcestershire sauce on my chips. It's very good. It's very good. That seemed more relevant to The Rock than Jess's Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Bond in every film, Jess. Did I say it was relevant? No, I said it was a good impression. It was a very good impression. Shut up, my Stuart, you beautiful bearded bastard. You shut up. Sippy time. No, we, we are we are talking as you sip about Alcatraz this week, and uh, credits the. This is from the hat. From the hat. Yeah. It was emailed in to our email. Do go one pod at gmail Over the last uh, couple of weeks, this has come in so very very fresh into the hat. So mm-hmm. It was on the the top, on the top. layer. Sometimes that, I didn't, that is an advantage. Great. I didn't uh, rustle. I didn't shuffle. I didn't rustle. But this was our uh, Daniel Ryan. So thank you, Daniel. Oh, Daniel Ryan. He's he's a. Uh, he, he contacts us a bit, I think, on the Twitters. Have we done his uh, any topics of his before? Ooh, good question. We may have, I but I like could we be wrong. M- we might have. We yeah. might have. That could have been Ryan Daniel. Uh, oh, yes, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Daniel. Also a good guy. Great guy. Uh, do you guys know much about Alcatraz? I know very little. In fact, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought the film... the. the I just got to say, The Rock, you, that film you were talking about with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage, is one of my all-time favourite movies. Of course it it's, is. A, it's one of my favourites, so I've it seen is, it quite a few times, as a, as a young and anyway. It is an absolute belter of an action movie. Well, one of my favourite movies is Shawshank Redemption, which is also in a prison. Oh, so, which I referenced last week, Get Busy Living. I feel like... Get Busy Dying. I feel like I'm well-equipped... To handle this With topic. that and my Sean Connery impression. I'm probably... In fact, I've just... Just pipe down. I've got this. Yes. Get busy living or get busy dying. Is he German now? What was that? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Alcatraz. Federal Penitentiary was a maximum high security federal prison on Alcatraz Island, which is two kilometers or 1.25 miles off the coast of San Francisco, baby. San Francisco. Have, have you visited it? I have been to Alcatraz Prison as a kid. I have, have as no, I haven't. But oh, I, yeah, I've been, been to San Francisco. But it was—they're the kind of things where people are like, "Oh, that's where you got to go." And I was like, "Oh, I mean, why not? Why would you catch not go? a ferry over there? Yeah, and it's just sure. walking around an old building. Sure. The Forty ers are playing, or whatever their football team is. Let's go to a pub and watch it. That's what yeah, I. Yeah, to Matt, I say get busy living, which or is what get I, busy. Drinking at a pub, watching the 49ers probably well, no, beat a team. What I would say is the it would be it's get busy living bracket go watch the 49ers at the pub bracket and close bracket or get busy dying of boredom on a tour of an old fucking prison. Who cares? That's I'm a, oh, okay. Well, it's a long phrase you've got there. It's not as catchy. I think it'll catch on. <laughs> well, I think if Morgan I'm Freeman, I'm not sure that it will. Morgan no. Freeman said it. I'd probably oh, listen. Okay. All right. Game changer. Game yes. Changer. You're right. Matt, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm afraid 
it's not interesting to you, Matt, but I still have 3,000 words to go on this report. Of course so. he does. But hey, that's in depth. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm into listening to it. but I, You don't want to see it. I mean, it. if I'm in a sunny city, I'm not just going to wander around and all. I, I probably should have. But it just sometimes I think those things just feel a bit like, you know, if you go to, I don't want to just follow the tourists around. I'm getting in there and I'm enjoying the city with the locals and getting drunk <laughs> with the locals. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking sad when, when I talk about it. Look, next time I'm, I'm going to go back there and, and do an adult trip where I'll go and see the boring shit like <laughs> Dave, a guy younger than me who is way more mature. He was me. eight years old at the time. <laughs> he was, he's been ma- more mature than me for a long time now. I think Dave was born mature. mature yeah. Oh, I thought you said born to be wild. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no I would definitely is, not say that about that you. That is something I would never say, not even in a no. joking manner. Born to run? No. no. Born to die. Well, in a way, we all are. So, yeah. yeah. And by in a way, I mean we all are. Born to try? Yes, you are Delta, Delta Goodrum. Delta Goodrum. Born. To, no, you've already said to be wild. Born. born. Yes, we were born. Born. To born to be alive. It opened in 1934. Ah, what a year. That's going to seem like said a that weird while. edit. <laughs> no, no, I did not edit that in at all. I just stopped singing. It opened in 1934. What a year. You haven't said that in a while and I've been missing it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the main building of the prison was actually built in... I think I'd normally say a good year. A good year, yeah, and I've been missing that. So, opened in 1934. A good year. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the main building of the prison it was actually built in 1910 and it used to be a military prison. But uh, when it opened as a, a, um, a penitentiary in the 1930s, it was modernised and given state-of-the-art features to make it... America's strongest prison. When they open a prison, do they have like a ribbon cutting? Like, do, is there an opening party? Well, they have to open it to close it. <laughs> it's a very weird turn of events. They have a. It's a little bit different. They what they do is have a ribbon tying up ceremony. Ah, yeah. okay. They okay. put it back together. It's, the, it's the opposite. And uh, <laughs> and there are. Oh, I got it. There are no scissors because <laughs> I got it. They're having a good time. <laughs> Uh, given its high security and location of the Al- of Alcatraz in cold waters and uh, st- the strong currents of the San Francisco Bay, the prison operators believed Alcatraz to be escape-proof, which we talked about escape-proof prisons mm-hmm. on last week's episode. Uh, the main purpose of Alcatraz, or the rock, as it is commonly nicknamed, <laughs> was to be to house the baddest of the bad, like the most badass people, the most violent, the most ruthless criminals, people that were involved in criminal organizations or gangs or had attempted to successfully escape or tried to escape other prisons. Attempted, attempted to, to successfully, successfully escape. I'm attempting to unsuccessfully escape uh, this prison. Um, we'll see how we go. But, yeah, I'm, fingers crossed that I don't make it. <laughs> Sucked in, Dave, you dickhead. <laughs> you just know he's going to edit that out. He does not like sounding dumb. <laughs> nah, that's right. Just an associate. During its run, <laughs> Alcatraz... So pretty much what I was trying to say, it had it, it's either people that are really violent, people that are in, in the mob, or people that have tried to escape or have escaped from other prisons. They put them here. It's often refer- it was often referred to as a last resort prison. So, oh, resort. A resort? <laughs> Most of the prisoners uh, were bank robbers, murderers, rapists, or counterfeiters. Yeah, but they really liked the buffet. 
and the luau's yeah. on Thursdays. I love, and the banana lounge area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was their favourite. And the, the range of activities. Yeah, and the uh, swim-up gambling tables. <laughs> I love a swim-up bar. Yeah, a swim-up bar. So, <laughs> it's common. Yeah. Um, swim-up swim gambling, gambling tables, tables less so. Yeah, that's that's quite luxurious. But because yeah. we have plastic money here, swim-up bars, Can not do. a problem. Can not do. a problem at all. Don't drop the money. Uh, Don't what? drop your banjos. Uh, No effort was made to rehabilitate the criminals inside It was just to punish them and to get get criminals away from the other other places Oh, well, I mean, there's your first problem So you go there and there's, like, no hope for you So there's no death penalty in California at this stage? No, people were were executed So they were just, like, stepped down from... Yeah, not everyone was there for life, but most people were there for 25 plus years. Ah, that's interesting. That They know they're going to send them out again, but like, we don't want to rehabilitate them. Yeah, yeah. We're going to really for 25 fuck them year, up. For 25 years, we'll forget about them and then we'll put yeah. them back on the ferry. That's pretty smart. I no. mean, that's state of the art back then, apparently. What, and what is state of the art in 1910? 1934. 1934. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, two of those four numbers were the same. Um, <laughs> well, it had. <laughs> He's looking at his beard. This head. is state of the heart. What bloody percentages? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell! Uh, this is state of the art. Uh, it had a three-story cell house, included uh, the main four blocks of the jail, A, B, C, and D block. It had a warden's office, a visitation room, a library, and a barber shop. State of the art. Do they have a barber shop quartet in the barber shop? That was yeah. That was definitely paid for by the taxpayer. Second question: Did they have? Did they implement the Dewey Decimal System in their library? I believe that they invented the Dewey Decimal System. Fascinating. Really? Fascinating. That is absolutely untrue. Fascinating. Oh. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, well, that's well, a bloody turn, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, I don't um, want to get my hopes up like that. You know, I get excited about the Dewey Decimal System. Just loves it. Oh, bloody love it. Uh, now, security was state-of-the-art, but these cells were very primitive and lacked privacy. Primitive? Uh, they had, they a, had monkeys they in had them. They had a... Do you know what primitive means? Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like you do. Primates. Primative. <laughs> oh, a, a primitive number can only be divided by one in itself, I believe. Very good question, Dave, and I don't I, I don't know why you're dodging. Were... You, saw, you saw where I was coming from. Totally. Primates are Primates. monkeys, right? <laughs> right? Right? Right, Dave? Right, Dave? I love that you look at me, but yes. All right, so, so it's such a bloody joke. So why don't you bloody get on board? Do you know what primitive means? Is that Dave Waterkey? I'm an associate producer. Customer care can fuck off. I'm starting to understand <laughs> why. <laughs> you just, you just, I was about to answer back about customer care and you just did it yourself. That's how much you hate your own title. I was going to be like, fuck off customer care. And you were like, no, nah, I'll do it myself. Yeah, I've got it. I'll Please. see myself out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cells were primitive and had many monkeys. <laughs> But, but they it lacked privacy, both for prisoners and monkeys. Oh, no. They, they had, all they had was a bed, sometimes a desk, a wash basin and a and toilet. A banana a toilet. corner. <laughs> there were a banana or, corner. Or you can eat bananas. Uh, I'll be in my <laughs> banana corner. I guess that's why, yeah, the banana lounges make more sense. Then. <laughs> yeah. It's for the monkeys. Uh, the bed had few furnishings. All they got was a blanket. That was it. Well, what do you need? 
Or probably a pillow sheet. I think you've been a bit fussy. I just, what Sleeping I do bag? when I forget a pillow is I just, you know, bunch up some of my clothes. Uh-huh. There we go. You just get one of when your, you, get when one you of your several... When you forget a pillow? Yeah. When do you forget a pillow? Normally at like a music festival or something like that. You forget a pillow. I forget a pillow. <laughs> I don't know why I enjoy that a lot. Forget a pillow. It does feel like a thing that you should remember. <laughs> I would say it's an essential. Yeah. It's uh, the first thing Dave packs. Uh, the prison cells typically measured uh, nine feet by five feet and were only and were seven feet high. So oh, very claustrophobic. Nine feet by five feet. So it's two point seven meters by one point five meters. But like I'm five foot seven. Yeah, so, so you lying... got a little bit of headroom. Then. So you couldn't, oh, yeah, you couldn't headroom, lie sideways. But I can't lie sideways. Oh, As man. you often do in a room. Always. It's Always first thing I do. Never long ways. First thing I do. Sideways. What do I do? The first thing, the first, as soon as we get into the podcast studio, what do I do? Just try and measure the room with your head. I lie sideways. You lie sideways. And it's... It's and, my thing. And the room here never changes size. But I do it anyway. And she knows she does it every that way. it's not quite wide enough. She bangs her head every time. Every time. She just wants to confirm that we haven't changed the dimensions. That's why I'm not very bright. She's really paranoid that we're in some sort of matrix scenario and she's looking Shutter for Shutter Island. It's Shutter Island. Speaking of creep, uh, one of the reasons it was thought to be escape-proof, it it was because of its its ratio of prisoners to guards. So it was, uh, it, was it could house three hundred and twelve prisoners at a time, mm. but they only usually had about two hundred, and there was usually a ratio of one uh, one guard to every two or three prisoners. Oh wow! So they could watch them at all wow, times. That's crazy. Which is more than any other jail in America at the time. At 24 hours a day, the prisoners were counted every 15 minutes. What the fuck? So they were being watched all the time, even while they slept, so that they would always keep oh, a count. Oh, okay. Well, that's creepy. That yeah. is. That crazy. seems like way too many guards. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Taxpayers' dollars too, am I right? You've got, Counting you're, all those you're banjos. You're counting two or three every 15 minutes. It feels like you. that's the kind of number that you don't have to recount. Yeah, you know, if you're in charge your of three people, it's like you just watch them. One, two, three. Okay, thank God. One, two, three. Okay. Oof. One. Oh, oh no. Shit. Hey, guys. I was one, when those two wandered off, I was wondering if that was going to affect the count. It did. Oh, no. I th- I've lost one, one, of, one in three. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Uh, the island was 1.25 miles off the mainland. As I said, it was surrounded by cold and often unforgiving water. The tides were vicious and the currents often strong. And held a grudge. Oh, yeah. They never forgot. Davy Jones' locker had it in for all of them. Unforgiving. It was rumoured that there was man-eating great white sharks in the waters. Nah. But this was just a myth. Possibly made up by the people running the prison when they launched it in the 30s to deter people from escaping. Probably. But most of the prisoners, under the assumption that if you... If you survived the cold water, you'd probably get eaten by a shark. Sure. Because just to scare the shit out of people. It was also rumoured that all the guards in the watchtowers around the place um, were expert marksmen and could take anyone out with like a sniper rifle. This was not true either, but also made up just to make people think twice about go- making a break for it. There were also bears in the water. There's bears. And AIDS. And you get AIDS in the water in the 30s. That was very confusing. <laughs> very confusing. So like you'll, when, once you, you'll know. Just wait. You'll get it. In the <laughs> 60s or 70s, it'll really kick in. Or 80s. <laughs> or 90s. Look, it's 80s. hard to know. This is, it's well into the future. Well into the future. Look, I'm just saying decades at this point. Yeah. I, I oh, can't be precise. I hope to be dead by then. Polio's in there. So, don't get in the water. That would be my Marco. tactic. 
Now, despite all of these things deterring people from escaping, some did attempt to escape over time. The most violent attempt is known as the Battle of Alcatraz, where six prisoners... I don't know where they got that name from. Six prisoners took two of the guards hostage. Uh, and the only reason that they weren't successful with their escape was because one of the prisoners... Uh, when one of the prisoners broke into the gun cage, where... Um, we got to keep it. the guns safe. We got where there was supposed to be a key to the front, like to the front door, to let them all out. Sure. One of the guards on duty had broken protocol and possibly accidentally taken the key with him. So the prisoners inside, um, who part of the Battle of Alcatraz, couldn't get out because they didn't have a key. Foil in the plan. Uh, end up, the two guards died. Uh, three of the prisoners were killed, and oh, two no. of them were later sent to the gas chamber. Oh no! What happened there? They. They, they they checked into the Hotel California and they were not allowed to leave. Hotel California. No, a, I mean, that's kind of it's pretty it's good. fine, I guess. Is that what Hotel California is? The gas chamber. Hmm. Is, that, is that what that song's about? It's whatever you want it to be about. Wow. It's about, yeah, it's, is it about hell? It's whatever you want it to be about. I want, well, that's what I want it to be about. Hey. Hell Matt, it is. Matt, hell it's it about is. hell. Did I ever tell you that? Oh, wait. Uh, before 1962, in the first 28 years of it being open, a total of 33 prisoners made 14 escape attempts, two men trying twice, <laughs> 23 were caught, six were shot and killed during their escape, two drowned, and the last two were listed as missing, presumed drowned. But the most notorious escape happened in the year 1962. What a year. What a year. Thank you. That was different delivery. Enjoy yeah, that. No, I tried to. What a year. Yeah, what? I tried to. A year. Yeah, Zahi, so you're not as good at it. Yeah, okay. so that's why it's not your catchphrase. We all have our strengths, and that's certainly not yours. We all have our weaknesses. <laughs> yours are mostly weaknesses. Here we what go. are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm talking about the Escape from Alcatraz 1962. Ah, a good year. <laughs> Fuck you. The Anglin brothers. Anglin. These ah, are... what a good pair. We have uh, Stop it. Alfred Clarence. Oh, oh very that is good. so good. 1931. Clarence is, I got some friends uh, who use Clarence as uh, their, like, their um, sly way of saying Oh, what a Clarence. What really? a Clarence. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I... They used to say Clarence Hunt and it's been short down to uh, Clarence or Clary. Oh, well, check out the Clarys over here. I love that because I don't really like saying the C word. Yeah, so Clarence like is Clarence. a lot nicer. Check out these Clarences. Oh, I love that. But, it, you know, obviously what people don't know, probably the uh, the overseas listeners, it it's not necessarily a mean word in Australia. It, it's just kind of a another word for person. It's become that, I Sometimes. feel, fairly recently. Yeah, okay. I don't think that's always been... But it's still... It's not a good word. Yeah, it's very... It's a very... I don't like that word. Mm, Do you like Clarence? I love Clarence. Clarence I will nice. definitely be calling people Clarys or Clary, Clarence. Clarence, it's nice, right? That's been such a, been such a Can Clarence. Can you bleep out when I said the other the other word? The word that goes like... Can you bleep Is that, that another beep? Yeah. If you a could, bleep. If you could bleep that as well, please. Right. Or beep it. Up to you. I'll probably go with beep first time, bleep the second. Okay, ah, great. interesting. Listeners will hear the subtle difference. Because <laughs> I don't, I'm not here to offend. So 1962, Alfred. Ah, good. Alfred year. Clarence, Clarence Anglin, one of the the born uh, in 1931. 1931, and his older brother John William. 
John William, great Clarence? name. Clarence? No, so John William Anglin, born 1930. Okay. So one year apart, they're born... So they are now 30, uh, 31 and 32 at the time of the 1962. That's right. They are, they are th- at this time? Yes. They were born into a family of 13 children too in many, Georgia. Too, too many, many children. Too many children. Uh, their parents were seasonal farm workers and in the early 1940s... Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm going to do one of my dad's jokes, right? So you say again they have 13 kids. They were born into a family of 13 children in Georgia. Oh, did they know what was bloody causing it? <laughs> sex, Dad. Sex is what creates children. Did they know what was causing it? Yeah. Sex. Yeah, like as in they got so many kids. Oh, do they know what's causing God, it? I'd love to do an episode where we call uh, Bring Your Parents to the pod- Podcast or Bring Your Parents to Work Day. That's a very fun idea. That is a fun Would idea. It, do we you... all just choose one parent? I'd pick my dad. I'd probably bring mum. Uh, no, nah, mum would be quiet. Dad. Your dad sounds like a riot with that um, what's no. causing it gear. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Both are good options. Okay. I feel like mum might might get into it more. Sure. Okay, there we go. Let's have a bring your parents to pod day. Unless, <laughs> unless we uh, supplied dad with some beers. Sure. I don't want to give it that reputation. Hey. Uh, Sorry to interrupt you dad. with my dad joke. Is one of 14. No, oh, really? Do, do they know what was causing it? <laughs> that is good. That is very good. That is very, very Thank good. Thank you. <laughs> Where do you come up with it's this It's all stuff? about timing, delivery, and my personal appearance. Just adds. Just I'm, adds I'm basically laughing as soon as I see you. Mainly with that pompadour on your head. It grows every week. <laughs> it so, grows every week. John and Alfred. So, we've got what? Alfred Clarence, John William... Uh, their parents were farm workers, and in the early 1940s, they moved to Florida with the whole family. The blur- uh, the brothers were very close in age and reportedly inseparable as kids. Oh, that's both nice. had a talent for swimming Ooh. and boating. Oh. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, they began. I don't know why. I don't know where that's going to come in handy. And I don't later. know how this is going to go wrong. I'm going to put it right in the back because I don't think that's going to. I'm going to just again. get it. Out. I'm just going to shove it out of my head. Oh, put it, nice. put it in the trash can, but don't hit empty trash. <laughs> Dave, my brain is not a computer. It is not. It is not. It's a brain, David. I'm a human being. You're a human. You're I'm a, a human. You're being. a Clarence. I'm right? <gasps> so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to practice. It's Was that right? Good. Yeah. Good, con- good. The right context. Very good. Oh, I'll bleep that. No, I won't. I will not. Uh, they began robbing banks and other establishments as a team in the early 1950s. Using their bro- swimming and boating skills. <laughs> Makes sense. Thank you. You can now it. delete. You can now delete. It's not coming back again. <laughs> uh, but they weren't as bad guys as, as you might think because they... Like Hitler. They, most, <laughs> they were definitely not as bad a people as Hitler. They mostly targeted... They weren't as bad guys as you might have think. Because Is that what you said? Thinked. Think so. Yeah, There's, that's what I'm, I'm trying I'm, to say. Like, as the episode goes on, I'm more and more uh, understanding of why you're only an associate. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. You know when you're trying to get someone shit about talking And then talking you fuck up. Yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? Just back to back to back. Fuck it up. Karma. I might have a, I might have a quick break from the chat. Great. Okay. I'll, I'll get through a few facts. Okay, great. Pure my riddly facts. Uh, they weren't as bad as you might think of bank robber. They mostly targeted places after hours, which for banks is all the hours, am I right? As <laughs> fuck isn't ever open. Um, I've actually written, which for banks is all the hours, am I right? But then you ad-libbed those fuckers? Yeah, definitely. I'll take, I'll take down 
people want to want to. God, you're such a badass. Fuck yeah. Uh, they wanted to avoid... Badass or no ass. <laughs> <laughs> not, this, not this again. Tiny tush. Tiny tush. Guys, I've been uh, eating weight gain all week and it's not helping. <laughs> Hashtag tiny tush over here. Hashtag tiny tush over here. <laughs> oh, checks the time. Wishes he was dead. <laughs> um, you gotta stop writing these body long uh, reports. But should mate. we also mention that it's eleven twenty-five p.m. when we're recording this? Having a great time. Having, having a great, great time. on Friday a Friday night. night. Friday night. Being associate producing all week. This been... is what we do for you people. Appreciate that as I have another sip of my beer and present we, more of this poor. We work very hard. Well, I mean, Dave is working very hard right now. And we're doing everything we can to derail <laughs> I'm, him. I'm supporting everyone <laughs> financially, emotionally. Mate, you're supporting definitely physically, physically, definitely physically, definitely physically. They wanted to avoid hurting people, so they weren't that. Ba- they weren't terrible dudes. They weren't that bad. Okay. Like okay, they, Hitler wasn't that, that bad. Of, that reminds me of a young man. <laughs> they claimed that they used a weapon only once during a bank heist, and that was. And a, it was a spoon. They stopped for a bowl of. It was less offensive. It oh. was a. It was a toy gun. You'd probably do more damage with a spoon. Yeah, you could spoon someone. It's blunt. It'll hurt more. Oh. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Why have they got British accents? Because I was quoting um, old mate. Uh, Fuck! We did an episode about him a while back, Alan and it was Rickman. Alan Rickman. Are you? I mean, why are you asking the question? Because I had forgotten. Okay, great. They used a toy gun, but that did not stop them being arrested in 1956, and they were given 15 to 20 year sentences. Oof. They served time in three prisons, where after repeated escape attempts, they were sent to Alcatraz. In 1960 and 1961, which I find insane because if they keep escaping together, why do you keep keeping the brothers together? Yeah, separate them. Separate them. But now they're both at Alcatraz in the early 1960s. Maybe they're wearing, maybe they're wearing one set of pajamas, just a big one. <laughs> they're not twins. So no, but they t- they tell people they are, and they're conjoined twins, so you can't separate them. Maybe that, Dave. Did you read that in your little in your little report? I did not read that. Is that what they're doing? I can't confirm nor deny your facts. There we go. I can't confirm nor deny. I've got to take that. Go so, ahead with that, Perkins. So we've got the Anglin brothers. Then we have uh, Frank Lee Morris. Frank Morris. Got it. Born in 1926. Five years older than the brothers. Mm-hmm. He was orphaned at age 11. Oh. And spent most of his formative years in foster homes. He was convicted of his first crime at age 13. And by his late teens had been arrested for crimes ranging from narcotics possession to armed robbery. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's... So he's, he's escalated. Uh, yeah. He was a very smart man, frankly, Morris. When he took IQ tests in prison, uh, it came back that his intelligence was in the top 2% of the general population and in the prison system probably much higher than everyone else around it. Wow. So wow. A, Actually, a, Dave, you're making some assumptions there mm, about criminals. Probably was the word used. Wow. Allegedly. Hey, <laughs> I know it's controversial, but I think all criminals belong in prison. Okay. That is pretty controversial. All right, Dave. Uh, Frank Lee Morris, our genius extraordinaire, served time in Florida and Georgia, then escaped from the Louisiana State Penitentiary while serving 10 years for armed robbery. He was recaptured a year later while committing a burglary and then sent to Alcatraz in 1960. Wow. So that is three people so far. 
Two of them attempted escapes. One has pulled off an escape. Yep. Our final member of our prison quartet was Alan West. That's a good name. Born in 1929, he was convicted of stealing a car in 1955. And after an unsuccessful escape attempt in Florida... He was transferred to Alcatraz in 1957. So he all he's done is try to steal, steal a, car. a car. But then because he tried to get out, they were like, oh, we'll put you in the worst prison possible. Well, that seems excessive still. And he'd been there the longest of the four. Mm. But it's, uh, yeah, so four people all either tried to break out or broken out of prisons before. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding... Not in a way that's like, oh, my God, it's expanding like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails. Oh my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get mani pedis? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Now the mastermind of masterman and mastermind. I'm a masterman and a mastermind. Hmm. Agree to disagree. The mastermind. On which one? Surely I'm one. You figure it out. <laughs> I'll take mind. No, man. <laughs> no. The mastermind of the plan was Frank Morris, the smart guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Like you, did. That makes sense. It does make sense. But it was Alan West who thought of the plan in the first place that he pitched the idea. Because one day, whilst performing his job as a cleaner and maintenance man... See, in uh, Alcatraz, you could get a job Uh if you behaved. Sure. So it was a a privilege 
not a right. So not everyone had jobs, but he's been well behaved. So he was given the job of uh, pretty much just like a maintenance guy. And he noticed a small narrow shaft above an air ventilator on top of the cell house that he looked through and saw it went all the way to the roof. He observed that only a few bars cover the hole and he thought it was big enough for a man to get through. Uh, so he only had like these crossbars on it. He was like, if I can get the bars off, I can probably get to the roof. Hmm. So it was impossible to cut the bars or to squeeze past them. But if he, he actually saw that if he could cut the entire duct off, which had the bars on it, then he could easily get to the roof. That was the plan. Uh, he also put two and two together and there was a, a very rarely used utility closet, which is pretty much like a passageway that ran behind all of the cells in their block. Like a, it was just like a long hallway. Um, he reasoned that this closet, which was more like a passageway, like I said, filled with pipes, mm. it would leave them to the top of the cell house. So he thought if he could get into this passageway behind his cell, he could climb the pipes to the top of the cell house, take this thing off and then climb to the roof, run away, get in the water... And never be seen again. Dave, I fucking love your reports. I'm so in on this. Are you in? Yeah. Look at the hairs on my arms. Fuck yeah. Standing on end, mate. I love, I've, I've got to confess, I love a good prison escape. I yeah. love reading about the, the things that they do. Like when they, in, oh, maybe I'll do a report on it one day in the Second World War. You know, Kolditz Castle, have you ever seen? No. No. It's a, like a German prison camp and then oh, for weeks they secretly dug out this trench that went like for 150 metres underneath the ground and that they'd do stuff like in the Shawshank Redemption where they'd get dirt and they'd have to secretly hide it and they'd go, oh, it's so fucking cool. Wow. That sounded sarcastic, but I meant it like, I know, it wow. sounded, oh, that's why I looked at you like, I know, you sorry. absolute heartless Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, wow. So that's, that's the plan, all right? So the Anglins... The brothers inhabited adjacent cells, and uh, near to them, a few cells down, West and Morris were next door to each other. Um, it is really weird that they put them in, like, cells across from each other. Yeah, they're, they're close it's as well. Just, it's a really weird. Oh, no, so they're actually next door to each other. Oh. And th- these prisons didn't have doors. They're like, you could probably imagine, I think you've probably seen footage of Alcatraz. I don't know if you have. Mm. Uh They've got, they're open. They've just got bars at the front. Yep. So anyone can, you can just come to the front of your cell and so can the person next to you and you can just talk through the bars. So they could just discuss this plan secretly, quietly. And then they'd meet up with the other two in like the, the lunchroom and they'd talk about this plan. Yep. And at the back of their cells, they noticed, this is the, the, the back wall that backs onto this utility passage. They noticed a little vent underneath the sinks that was bringing fresh air in. It's a bloody palace. They got fresh air. Fresh they air. They got a sink. Sink. Oh my goodness. They got bars in there. It their... is a resort. Their cells have bars. They've each got their own bar. They got... They've got bars in they got... their <laughs> cells. I didn't even pick that they up. They got That's... multiple. Like, oh my like 30 bars per cell. Swim up? Yeah, it's a swim up bar. Well, if you get enough water. They're good swimmers. Oh, they're they're good swimmers. Well, Let's not forget. Take oh, a few banjos. Get yourself a cocktail. He's making it rain. Making banjos. it rain. It's great. Ding, it, ding, ding, it's ding. really great when you mime on the podcast. Look, sometimes it's just for you and me, Jess. And I mention it oh, every time. Oh, fuck off! What about me? <laughs> yeah, I enjoy your little mimes. No. Your little your mimes. Little, your little plays. Your little <laughs> short films done in live theatre. <laughs> um, so these vents—they're sort of—they're uh, concreted into the wall. Uh, it was decided that using spoons and other metal objects that they could hide and and uh, smuggle back into their cells. They would slowly dig out the air vents around it so that they could slip through into the corridor behind their cells. The inmates alternated shifts with one 
on uh, one working, one digging, and another one on lookout to make sure that mm-hmm. when the guards do this count every 15 minutes, they don't see them digging the shit out the back. They'd start work at 5.30 p.m. and keep going until 9 p.m. just before lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last hour and a half before bed was especially a good time to dig because that's when all the well-behaved prisoners were allowed to play their musical instruments. Oh, okay. So they would play like saxophones, trumpets, accordions, and guitars, and this would, of course, cover the sound of the digging. Nice. So that's when they really get in there. What would they do? They'd really get in there. <laughs> you got to get in there. you got to dig a little bit, and then you got to get out of there. <laughs> And you get back in there, <laughs> take a break, you're back in, you say goodnight, lights out. And then you get a good night's sleep. Eight hours. You got to. I insist. <laughs> you reckon I do? Like, that was more visual than... Dave's facial expressions are excellent. Yeah. They good. are super funny. My face is beautiful. Okay. No, oh, I didn't say that. I we said it's saying. expressive. I didn't yeah. say it's good. It's hideous. <laughs> it's fucked. You got a fucked but face geez, and a it, tiny it, tush. It makes expressions, <laughs> sure, but it is hard to look. Well, at. if you had a big enough magnifying glass, you would see the expressions my tush make, which are <laughs> something to behold. <laughs> something to behold. How do you see them? I don't want to know. Continue with your report. The mirror. A lot of mirrors. <laughs> a lot of mirrors. And a lot of clenching. And a lot of getting in there. <laughs> getting out. Get back in there. Taking a break. It took them months of painstaking getting in there. But once they had dug through and made large enough holes uh, th- that their bodies could get through, they covered up... This is so ingenious. They covered up the hole with cardboard. and they uh, So they got a big piece of cardboard, put the vent in the middle of the cardboard, then painted the cardboard no. the same as the cell. So if you walked past, it would just look like the wall. Where'd so they get good. paint? And now... <laughs> Oh, they would steal stuff. They were ingenious. It's a high-security prison. They've got fucking paint supply. They've got craft. Oh, I can tell you what. There's one guard looking at after two or three at any time. And they're it's not because even seeing them do this. They're out, they're out, you know. What the fuck are the guards doing? No, they've got craft noons. <laughs> it was Alan West, because he's the maintenance guy. One of his jobs was painting the prison. So sure. he had heaps of extra paint. Right. And now they can get in and out of their cells into this back corridor where no one can see them at night. We can take the vent out, put Ma- it back in. Imagine your heart, like, yeah. getting out. Oh, that'd, oh. Be, that'd be a real bloody thrill. So good. And because Alan West was working... I reckon you'd probably shit yourself. Quite literally. Me personally. <laughs> just, just anybody. I reckon the adrenaline and the stress would be so much. Fight or flight would kick in. You would shit your pants. No, I reckon, yeah, I'd I reckon, fight that vent. That's the kind of thing that I reckon... <laughs> get in get there. Get in there. <laughs> Right, your little vent. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> then I'm going to get out. Then I'm going to get out of Alice. Then I'm going to fight. Then I'm going to fight. Then I'm going to fight again. <laughs> he just had a really angry sip of his water there. In character, I think. Yeah, that water's getting in me. And then I'm going to get it out of me. And I'm going to get it back in. I'm going to drink piss. <laughs> now, old mate Alan West, who's the janitor... He's doing the jobs like the painting. Wow, he's changed from maintenance man to janitor. The yeah. language that we use is very important. Sorry, uh, sorry uh, associate janitor. <laughs> <laughs> he he was. Um, uh, Jess, just to let you know, that is like one down from a janitor. From a janitor. Oh, okay, okay. So just imagine a janitor, but a lot shitter. Great. You got it? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's kind of, it, it, this might help you understand. Yeah. Now I'm a friend of yours. Uh-huh. Whereas Dave is an associate. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It definitely, because okay, like, obviously I hold you much mm-hmm. higher. 
obviously. But um, Dave exists. Yeah, so. he it's harder to he deny do. that he does he do. exist. He do. <laughs> he do. He do exist. Oh. How he do exist. Oh, he do it real good. He exists real good. With his fucked face and his tiny tush. I work in television. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the best job of all of us. But I want to talk about Alan West. Yeah, go on. Talk about Alan West. So I don't want to talk about my Dave. fucked face anymore. Dave, tell us about Alan West. Tell us about uh, Alan West. He's Dave. the associate janitor, right? And because he's doing jobs like painting, he's able to ingeniously tell the prison staff that he needs to hang blankets in a oh, room. That is ingenious. At, in a room at the top of the cell block in order to stop paint from dripping onto other areas of the prison. That's real smart. This is very clever because he turned a room that was open and covered in bars and anyone could see into it, into a private room, and now they have this whole giant room. To go and fuck. To fuck and also hide supplies for the escape. The rest oh. of the episode is just Dave graphically describing <laughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get it in and get, get it out. out. Back in, have a rest, finish off the job. <laughs> get a good eight hours. Uh, well fucking done. <laughs> behind the blankets. Oh. Blanket fort. West was able to hang up to 80 blankets... To, to sort of cordon off this room, and no one ever checked on what he had up there, so they trusted him, the prison guards. They're like, oh, yeah, it's what? just Westy. What? Hanging out the blankets. Okay, also, so the room's a... A fi- a nine foot by five foot, mm-hmm. and you put in 80 blankets. Oh, no, How so, fucking tiny the No, so this is a, a different part of the cell block. So on top Fair of the... So it's not a prison. It's, it's not a cell, per se. It's just a room. It's just a big room sure. that he's now made, and now they can access that room via the back of their cell. That's amazing. So they can go up there and they can do stuff. <laughs> yeah, what kind of stuff? I think we know. Bit of in and out. Oh, love in and out. That's a, that's a burger chain. <laughs> oh. In and out burger. Apparently it's really good. Quiznos. Are you just apparently, listing chains? Quiz, apparently that's the thing in America and they made fun of it on a TV show I was watching and then they were all over Iceland. There you go. <laughs> When I went there to Iceland, I did not follow that sentence at all. I did. Now, one day in the prison's library, one of the members happened upon an article in a popular mechanicals magazine on how to construct a life jacket and a life raft in emergency situations. Wow. Which sounds like a terrible thing to leave in a prison that's surrounded by water. Yeah. But they found this article and they were like, great, we'll just do that. Uh, Wes started stealing and collecting raincoats from around the prison. The uh, the coats were waterproof and floated, and because the guards had no inventory, they were able to acquire and stash away in the room upstairs behind the blankets up to 160 raincoats. So no one's even checking this no. room. No one's checking the room. Oh, my God. Uh, other prisoners knew about their escape attempt, and it was later estimated afterwards when they interviewed people that uh, up to half of the 160 prisoners knew of the escape, and many helped them by smuggling them tools and raincoats. So, because they're all badass criminals, no one's ratting on each other. They're all like, oh, you want to get out? Cool. We'll what? Help you. Yeah. I there's no snitching because they're all like the baddest of the bad. Yeah, I thought the still. baddest of the bad are all snitchy. But then you wouldn't want somebody else to get out and you still have to stay there. Isn't that, what's that You'd saying? Be like, there's Take no me something you. among something. No honour among thieves. Oh, fucking hell. But there's honour among <laughs> murderers. Yeah, come on, Matt. There's a difference between thieves and murderers. One of these guys is an attempted car thief. Yeah. 
West started to yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> West started to sew the raincoats together and created life jackets for each member, and also a raft that measured four by sixteen feet. That's huge. Than huge. So four point eight meters by one point two meters. How are they going to get meters. it out there? It's big. Morris, the smart guy, modified an accordion-like instrument, uh, a concertina, which mm. he would, which would be used to rapidly inflate the raft. So he made like a pump. That's they cool. could blow it up with when they get to the water. So it's not inflated. So it's all folded up. Sure. And then when they get to the water, they're going to inflate it. That's the plan. John and Clarence, bro time. Uh, they one of their what their job was to fabricate dummy heads that they could leave in their beds at night. So when the guards came around and counted them every fifteen minutes, if they're out the back or in the escape attempt, they they see the head in the the bed, and because it's dark, it lights out. It's enough for them to go, ah, oh, someone's in the bed. Yep. So they made a uh, the heads were crude but uh, pretty lifelike. They were constructed from homemade cement powder. Uh, a mixture that cement powder. a mixture that included uh, innocuous materials that they could acquire, such as soap and toilet paper. So they just made it's pretty much it's paper mache. It's paper mache. It actually is. And then cement they powder. they uh, uh, decorate it with flesh tone paint from prison art kits. Oh my god, that's from the crafternoons. <laughs> from the crafternoons, and they got human hair from the barber shop. Ew. Oh, okay. <laughs> from the barber shop. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> don't look now. You got human hair on your head. <laughs> Oh. Ah. Get it off! Get it off! There's heaps of it. You got you got way more than me. Yeah, you're instantly grossed out by human hair. No, I just yeah. thought it was weird. They got human hair, and then it was like from the barbershop. I was like, oh, they probably just picked it up from the barbershop. Where That's did you? Right. What were you picturing? Where do you I think they know. got it from? I don't know. They got human hair from the toilet, or just from like the shower floors, you know? Oh, we made oh, you done with the hair on the floor. Yeah, can I have that? Can or I just like they just, Picking you know, somebody was having a nap. Oh, yeah, a couple, just... couple of hairs off the soap. Yeah, each I was thinking day. pubes. I was thinking pubes. Very realistic. Now, I'm pretty sure the pres- the guard would walk around and go, geez, Ellen West's head's looking extra puby tonight. So puby. Give him a bit of a poke. Oh, no. I'd never notice how puby he is. He's caught puby. Wait, Alan, pub- pubehead. <laughs> What's it sound calling him pubehead? <laughs> uh, they, they gave the. Uh, the he- the heads that they made the paper mache things pet names like Oink and Oscar. Cool, <laughs> what cool dudes! <laughs> cool dudes. Gnarly. Hey, get busy living or get busy dying. All <laughs> Oink. right. Oink. Uh, now we get to the actual escape night. West had fallen behind in digging out the ventilator grill at the rear of his cell because his primary role was to construct life preservers and a special wooden paddle for the raft. And these tasks didn't require him to leave his cell like the others, so he ha- he wasn't that worried about the digging out bit. So the other guys had been digging out furiously, and they had a big hole. But he was like, oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. Sure. It had taken six months of secretive work, but on the night of June 11th, 1962, Morris indicated that the top ventilator was loose enough, the thing that goes to the roof, and he felt that they were ready for the escape attempt. With their dummy heads in place on their pillows and extra blankets bunched up to make it look like their bodies are in the bed. My heart is racing. Exactly. Yeah. Is it the beers you've had? Is that, is that, yeah, it could be. And the uh, speed that I... <laughs> <laughs> that I injected into my heart. Yeah. And just the friendship. And the friendship. That's what I meant. The speed. It's uh, an artificial little concoction I put together I call... Love of good friendship. <laughs> you put that together, did oh, you? Well, 
I put it together. That's like my own version of homemade cement powder. You call it oink? I snort it straight up. Friendship. <laughs> 50 bucks a gram. Jeez, that's expensive. <laughs> friendship. Hey, a good quality friendship right here. It's well. pure. It's pure. pure. <laughs> <laughs> I know heaps of heaps about drugs, so that's good. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, so luckily much. we all know heaps about drugs. <laughs> that's why we're getting the lingo down so good. We've done them all. Horse, heroin. That's about it, really. <laughs> and other, <laughs> etc. If I was to fill out the form on drugs, I'd tick other. <laughs> <laughs> fill out the form. My Force drugs form. form. My drugs, drugs form. form. Anything to declare? Yeah, bit of drugs. What you got? Other. Other. <laughs> Probably have an over over right. here. Yeah, you haven't got that here, have you? Yeah. Nah, you'll catch up. Don't worry about it. Go Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Got a bit of horse. Got a bit of other. Got a bit of other. Other gav. Other gav. Other gav. Other gav. All right. <laughs> got to go now. <laughs> got, I got to go inject. Yeah. Into my leg. In my tiny butt. Yeah. I'm shelving it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shelving with a syringe. <laughs> I'm not Just getting one droplet. I'm not getting that back either. Whole syringe is going up, going up the Japsy, the Jacksy, me Jacksy. Yeah, right. Japsy. All right, I probably better go because I do. I like. I like my privacy. I do. I do like my privacy. But is that cool? Am I still right in coming to the country? I, 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 I declared. I, I wrote it down. Customs. I wrote down the form. Got the other. All right. Gotta go get a hit. All right. It is past midnight, I think. And Dave, when Dave makes it past midnight. I love that you had just said, I am tingling. I'm so excited for this. At home, everyone's like, how are they going to make it? And then we start talking about <laughs> injecting drugs into my tiny bottle for like five minutes. All right. The dummy heads are in place. Just quietly. Just after 9.30 p.m., lights out. The prisoners left their cell for the last time. But immediately, they encountered their first problem. Alan West was unable to slip through the hole in his cell wall. For fuck's sake, Alan, you dumb piece of shit. This is why we should have invited Alan East, because he would have... (laughs) (laughs) Alan East is much more trustworthy. I hope they don't wait up for him. It's like, bad luck, mate. Yeah, you snooze, you lose. So, uh, is it weird, right, that I'm 100% barracking for these to guys? To get out, even though yeah. they are criminals, yeah. essentially. No, I'm barracking for them, too. West had used cement to shore up crumbling concrete around his vent opening uh, because it looked like. Is that like what you call your butt? My vent opening? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the concrete, the cement he'd put around it to make it more, to look more like a wall, had hardened overnight and it narrowed the hole and it fixed the grill into place. So he could no longer get through there. Uh-huh. The others, Matt, were unwilling to wait. Good. Alan West, who was the original instigator of the plan, the one that had come up with it, was left behind. Well, your own fault, Alan. The brothers attempted to assist West in removing his ventilator grill by kicking it from the other side of the, w- the cell in the utility corridor, but the efforts were unsuccessful. Nothing would budge it. So eventually, after a few minutes, they were like, see ya. Bye. Yeah, I do feel a bit for Alan. I forgot he came up with the idea. Yeah. But still, it's like, mate, you know, this is probably one of the fundamental things of a breakout. Is you being have to able, be able to, to get, get out. out of the cell. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, the other the other three guys made their final thirty foot climb up the plumbing to the cell house roof. So there's all these pipes, and they just climb them like a ladder. Wow. Um. Uh, they got to the roof. Well, they took the grill off. Pardon me, I should say. They climbed up there. Then they're on the roof. Then they traversed a hundred feet across the rooftop and carefully maneuvered down fifty feet of piping to the ground near the entrance to the shower area. They cut through two eight-foot fences with tools that they'd improvise. And at the northeast shoreline near the power plant that was on the island, a blind spot in the prisoners' network of searchlights and gun towers, so where they couldn't be seen, they inflated the raft with the Constantina device. It took them ages, but they got it going. When it was ready, the three men pushed the raft into the water at the edge of Alcatraz and climbed on. Frank hey, Morris... Hey, sorry, when, when are they having their nap? <laughs> They didn't have a nap like uh, old mate Casanova. Well, this is very confusing because yeah. his nap got... It, that and Shorty got out easily. Yeah. I think, I'm starting to think they're not going to make well, it. Well, they haven't made it yet, have they? Yeah, because they had a nap. Didn't have a nap. Frank Morris, John Anglin and Clarence Anglin had just made it off the rock. Alfred. Okay, well, let's stand corrected. Prisoners testified that they heard the men climbing the pipes and that they made a bit of noise, especially because one of them dropped a metal tool from the top oh, and it hit the ground in the oh, utility closet. In a dead quiet and it's like time. Dead quiet. Like, oh, my and God. Like, and prisoners later said... Must have been, must have been the rain. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not raining. It's raining metal again. Where are we? I don't know why we're doing these weird things. in San Francisco. <laughs> Now, later, the, so these pris- prisoners testified that they heard that and they said either the guards didn't hear it or they didn't care because no alarm was raised that night. Or they heard it, heard one noise and went, oh, that was weird. No more noise. Ah, oh, it's probably all right. Uh, seagulls also roosted on the rooftop and according to some, they made lots of noise when the men started crawling across the rooftop because all the seagulls started flying up into the air and like making, again... No guards reported seeing or hearing any movement. So, maybe dodgy. I don't know. Eventually, old mate Alan West made it to the rooftop. So, he made it out what? of his cell. Oh, he got out. With the, uh, the, he got to the roof. The other men were already gone. But they'd left him his life jacket. Uh, he stayed on the roof smoking cigarettes until dawn and then snuck back into his cell for the, oh. for the next morning. So That's he was, kind of fun. So he's got a, But he's got a way to get up whenever he wants and just smoke on the roof. Well, meanwhile, inside... Oh, no, he doesn't. Well, because the escape's about to be discovered, isn't it? Because meanwhile, inside the prison, the dummy heads the prisoners had left behind of their cells uh, fooled any guards all night, and uh, nothing was noticed. But it wasn't until the roll call the next morning when each man was supposed to stand at the end of their bed that it was noticed that three men weren't getting up. So a guard stuck his hand through the bars and tried to wake one of the men, and then the head rolled onto the floor. Oh, Jesus. That'd, that, that'd, that'd give you a bloody shit. fright, hey? Yeah. Bloody heavy jibbies. <laughs> you have a bunch of pubes left in your hand from the head. <laughs> Ew. Uh, so the guard, and Wait, then he was not like... human hair. <laughs> not <laughs> human pubes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're from the monkey, pu- monkey pubes from the monkeys in the cell. That's the human part that makes that gross. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to take some primate pube, but... Love a primate pube. <laughs> That's strong. I feel strong, but... It's okay. okay. Uh, the guard immediately sounded the alarm, which triggered one of the biggest manhunts of the 20th century. When they sound the alarm, what's that sound like? Beep, bop, beep, beep, doo. <laughs> <laughs> and all the guards are like, oh, no. 
Shit. The most menacing alarm we have. The beep boppy do. That's a code red. The warden wakes up and goes, oh no, beep boppy do. That's a code red, all right. God, we've been training for this, boys. I didn't know this <laughs> at the time, but um, so at first they start searching the the prison, mm-hmm. and um, the island itself had um about seventy five people living on it, including like like guards that live there and their families. So there's like kids oh. that live on the island. Oh shit! So. They're all like put into lockdown, like, hey, don't open the door, like search your basement, like, like we'll get people to search you, but not like you, fifteen year old girl, send, go search send the, the kids there. Oh no! So like, and uh, and, that'd be scary. Yeah, so that would be terrifying. Um, and there's all these uh, caves because it's on an island. There's all these caves and stuff around, so they have to go around, and they're on boats and they're searching, and they can't find anything, so they have to. Radio, you know, to the FBI's brought in, and uh, there's a, an air search, a sea search, land search involving military, law enforcement agencies across all divisions. And uh, over the next ten days, boats, helicopters, and hundreds of people searched high and low for the men. On June 14, a few days later, a Coast Guard boat picked up a paddle floating about 200 yards off the southern southern shore of Angel Island, which is an island that's also out in San Francisco Bay. On the same day, in that same general location, workers on another boat found a wallet wrapped in plastic containing names, addresses, and photos of the Anglin's friends and relatives. Mm, oh, Because no. they'd need that. Yeah, this is not sounding mm. good. Ten days later... Should have had that nap. Shreds, <laughs> yes, shreds of raincoat material believed to be remnants of the raft were found on Angel Island Beach... The following day, a prison boat picked up a deflated life jacket made from the same material 50 yards off Alcatraz Island. No human remains nor any physical evidence of the men's fate was ever found. That's right. It's a mystery episode all along. There's no Fuck. finish to this. It's another fucking Fuck. Did they Dave. Did they survive? You oh, get to tell me. Closure. You get to tell me. I'm going to give you reasons for why they did make it, then reasons for why they didn't make it, and we'll have a big discussion, and we'll end, and we'll conclusively debunk this. Like we've, Wait, like are we these the guys you said at the start that there were um, two or presumed dead? But that was before. No, that, was earlier, that was earlier. Right. But those people were... Pretty likely presumed dead. Right. These guys, there's a big case for that they did make it. Right. So, reasons they did make it. If they had died, it's really strange that no bodies were ever found. So, most bodies in the San Francisco Bay eventually wash up in San Fran Ew. or on one of the other islands. But this didn't happen. So, it's really unlikely. So, that might happen to one body, but for all three to disappear if they did die... Mm. It's very, very yeah, unlikely. You'd never find any up. of them. Man-eating yeah. sharks. So you found, but they found bits of like life raft. You found bits of life jacket. But if they'd made it, they obviously would have just ditched that. Yep. You're not going to carry that anymore. So they would have just left that at the shoreline and then gone on. And there were some signs of the boat. But if the boat was made of hundreds of life jackets, more of it should have turned up, right? Mm. It may have simply vanished. So some contend that perhaps they were picked up by a boat. Police records show that there was a boat in the area at the time that night. And around uh, Alcatraz Island, there was like a no-fly zone, but for boats, no sail zone. No boat zone. zone. No boat zone. Sail probably makes more sense. No-fly zone But I quite quite like no boat zone. (laughs) That is a long way around, Dave. I know. 
Um, I'm freestyling. This isn't notes. I'm just freestyling. I'm freestyling. Yeah, we can um, tell. But there was a boat that was a little bit closer than <laughs> it should have been that night. Oh. So possibly, were they waiting? Were they waiting? Were they waiting? And if they did do that, they probably would have collected the boat. The men would have gone on, thrown their life jackets overboard, yeah. and then gone on their merry way. They'd all studied Spanish prior to leaving, and uh, there's been unconfirmed sightings over the, the next five decades of the trio all over South America. A detailed map of Mexico was also found in one of their cells. So maybe... Mexico. They made it to South America. There was a sighting of the three men in Brazil by someone who used to know the two brothers and was in prison with them. And the FBI was so intrigued that they sent someone to a bar that they were spotted in. But they didn't find him. They did not find them. But possibly they went to Brazil. The two brothers, the Anglins, mother got flowers sent to her every single Mother's Day until her death from an anonymous source. Many claim that it was the boys. Hmm? But they were also one of 13, so it could have been any of the other kids. 14, 13? Anonymously. It could, it could have been. When the, their mother eventually did die, at her funeral there was a, a sighting of, quote, very unusual-looking tall women who were wearing long dresses and heavy makeup. Could this have been the brothers secretly paying their respects to their mum dressing as women to go undercover? Long bow. <laughs> Christmas cards containing the Anglin's handwriting and uh, were allegedly received by family members for the three years after the escape. And they were they came out a few years ago, the family, with these things and gave them to the History Channel for a documentary. And the handwriting was verified as the Anglins. But none of them contained a postmark stamp, so they couldn't date it, so it could have been older postcards. They couldn't precisely Aww. confirm that it was after they had disappeared. But, if you want to believe it, reasons they didn't make it. Aww. Yeah, I wish you started the other way around. Yeah. And on a positive day, have you fucked it? You fucked it. It's a comedy. It's, I mean, we're we're classed as a comedy podcast. Yeah. And here you are, bringing it down. Bringing tragedy. <laughs> Not a tragedy podcast, mate. There's no there's no category for that on iTunes. <laughs> tra- tra- <laughs> Greek tragedy podcast. <laughs> Just really sad stories. How, how old would they be now if they were in their mid eighties? Okay, because to me, it's like. The only thing that makes me think they didn't make it is surely on your deathbed or something you'd be you'd want a, you'd want people to know. Like D B Cooper, surely you come out and be like, All right, I'm dying. It was me, mother effers. Whoopee. Boom and I'm gone. That was the him yeah. flatlining. Yeah, no, I got it. That's very good. Thank you, thank and you. The, but no one was there to hear him say that. <laughs> so but he said it. <laughs> Mysteries never solved. All the, then, all the, the nurse came back him. and was like, "Sorry, did you say something?" <laughs> Beep. Oh, I'll turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> Waste not, what not. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Oh. Uh, okay. Reason they didn't make it. If yeah. they did live, they would have to have made a, an entire new life for themselves, and it meant they went completely underground, and they didn't contact their families apart from these postcards because they were all followed and interviewed for several months, possibly even years after the event. Because yeah. the FBI was like, "Were you involved? Were you involved?" Like just every at them minutes. all every fifteen minutes, <laughs> two, to, two to three guards taken in turns. They also had to have stayed out of trouble and never been arrested again anywhere in the world. Police experts say staying out of trouble like this is rare, especially for three career criminals. Mm. Rare, but not impossible. Sure, not impossible. Um, the bay temperatures in the water surrounding the prison ranged from fifty 
to 54 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 10 degrees Celsius, so it's quite cold. Very cold. It was determined that exposure to the elements would have affected body functions after approximately 20 minutes. They would have shot themselves. <laughs> I can't control. I can't hold me bowels. You get real cold, you shit yourself. That's a thing. It's not a thing. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> but I had ya. I, I was didn't. Thinking, <laughs> I was never there. Uh, this is interesting. The showers at Alcatraz were always supplied with moderately hot water in order to hinder inmates from becoming acclimatized to freezing or cold water. Oh, that's oh. quite clever. So they always keep it. But also great for people who don't want to escape. Yeah, yeah, you got but a hot shower. Twenty-five years of hot showers. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Although I have that at my house. I got hot water at my house, so I could just have a shower and not be in prison. Okay, well, I'd take that as well. Do they have podcasting studios in prison? Because we could get a lot done. Feels oh, like. we do. We, I think we do it like an episode a day. Easily, I reckon. No, mm. I mean, we still got to write the reports. So right, every take every second, time. three a week. One you, a week each. Got, you just got oh, to yeah. write one report every three days without a job getting in your way. Yeah. Then we have the then we have the package containing names, addresses, and phone numbers, as well as the photographs. I think that was a decoy. What well, people argue that hey, you wouldn't leave that behind if you lived, would you? And then other people counter that and say, but you would leave that if you wanted to think you had died. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so people think. are with you, Jess. So you can argue either way for that bit. I argue that. That's yeah, it's smart. The uh, Anglin family would uh, soon suffer yet another tragedy, as well as their two brothers disappearing, possibly dying. A third brother, Alfred, was electrocuted whilst attempting to escape from Kilby Prison in Alabama mm. a couple of years later in 1964. So the whole... No, so, the family... A good year. <laughs> a, good, a good year. Stop stealing my thing, Matt! Oh, that, sorry, is that... That's You've got a well, cool job title. I've got my wacky catchphrases. Your cool job title pays better. It doesn't, though. Anyway... Uh, after the 1962 escape from Alcatraz, the prison was subject of a heated investigation with a lot of people blaming guard incompetencies, mainly for letting them hang the blankets and build all that stuff for yeah. six months without saying or doing anything in the most, in the toughest prison, the most yeah. secure prison in the whole of the country. That people were like, weird. oh, you probably shouldn't. Investigators came in, there, immediately they went, what the fuck are those blankets doing there? And they took them down and apparently behind there it looked like a hardware shop because they had got all these tools. They'd built all these things. They'd even built... They didn't get to use it much. Um, they'd built... Um, a gym. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And a sauna. Wow. A spa. Yeah. They built a spa. It and was beautiful. They built yeah. like their own electric drill out of a, a vacuum cleaner engine that they'd taken out. But apparently they couldn't use it because it made too much noise. But they were ingenious. So... The FBI came That's in, they were like, what the hell's been going on in here? Yeah, that does not look good it for does the not prison look good. workers. And they're like, uh, did you not hear the seagulls? Uh, what about when they dropped a thing? Uh, I gotta go. Is that the phone? I gotta go answer the phone. Hello? Mr. President? I've gotta go see ya. Well, and then they jump into the water. Well, because of this investigation... People, the the newspapers were full of, you know, failed prison. Because people were saying, well, you didn't find the bodies, so they, potentially these criminals are out there, going to turn up any time. And uh, the island had major structural problems because of salt water and sea air started making stuff erode. It was a very, it was the most expensive prison because they had that three prisoners to one guard type mm. situation. It was it was closed less than a year later in 1963 by JFK John F Kennedy. Hmm. 
It is now a tourist attraction, attracting 1.5 million visitors annually, but not you, Matthew. That's heaps. Yeah, a lot of people. Mm. And uh, and in 1998, as an eight-year-old, I visited. I visited. Is that there. um is that on the Wikipedia article as well? That is in 1998. Wikipedia, come on, Jess. David on, James. Jess. Dave doesn't do Wikipedia no, reports. No. Good grief. I did not do that. But that is the end of the escape. What do you think? They're alive. Or oh, they lived. They may not be there. I reckon they're still alive, and I reckon they'll let us know just just before they die. Oh, I, I hope they love cod po- po- podcasts. Cod I, hope they like, I hope they like sentences, because you they... certainly can't form them. Hey, Jess, I tell you what. Yeah. You know what they didn't like? Life sentences. <laughs> That's quite good. Thank you. Mm, that was great. Oh. It's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bother to really turn it into a joke. But life sentences. <laughs> now, I reckon they lived. I have a question. Yeah. You may not know. But, like, so they have... What is 314? <laughs> <laughs> so they have, like, over 100 guards working there? Um. Well, they had 162 prisoners oh, okay, at the time. Right. And there were maybe three ratio. Sure. So it's less than that. I thought there was more for some reason. So probably about in the in the fifties. But do on, they on at all at times? Well, they obviously do shifts as well. So, but do they all live on the island? Like, how do they get to work? Is my question. Oh, on on ferries, I believe. So because they... I um I read this, the people that were um the kids that lived on the island, there was the sons and daughters of the wardens. They actually went to school in San Francisco, so they'd go there on the on the ferry. City how by long's the bay, the, ferry? the city that never sleeps. It's a bit of a commute to work, eh? It's a bit of a commute. Jeez Louise, I spend 15 minutes on the tram and I get a bit antsy. Mm-hmm. Well, that fresh air will do you good. I'm on a tram. No fresh air on a tram, Dave. Dave. No, I'm talking about, Dave, I'm Dave, not talking about the Dave ferry. Dave a lot of fresh air on his bloody golden horse and car. Yeah, bloody gets his Maserati driven to work every day. His fancy top pro- down. associate it's producer. Sort of I meant that you would <laughs> if you're on a ferry. I knew and, uh, what you meant. D- Dave's number plates on his car are ass prod. <laughs> Now I get it. <laughs> We're oh. all going mental. It's very late. Oh, no. And we've had beers. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. We're now, sorry, everybody. So, Matt, do you think they lived? I would like to think they've lived. I reckon they lived. I think they would have lived. <laughs> you can think whatever you'd like they to decided. think. I'm, I'm li- an optimist. No, I'd like to think that, but I just can't. Yeah, no, I'm always the, I'm always the optimist. I'm pretty sure I said D.B. Cooper definitely lived. Uh, if I we go so. back and check I the records, oh, I think DB lived, but I think these guys. Uh, we too. all wanted DB to live. He was the he coolest. was the coolest. I think these guys. I don't lived feel too. quite as connected to these guys. Uh, that's DB. because he didn't. They didn't wear sunglasses. Yeah, I think yeah. Sunglasses sit down, a but drink, drink a soda and whiskey. What about Alan? Ah, uh, so oh. I was going to end the podcast by saying that Alan West, the Uh-oh. one that was left behind, Uh-oh. the one who came Uh-oh. up with it, Uh-oh. the fourth Uh-oh. Beatle. Alan, what happened? I'm not sure about in the long run, but he did help a bit with the investigation without grassing out his friends. So what happened was they noticed, oh, Alan's also got, they like, went into the passage and they went, hey, Alan's also got a passage. You know, he's also been digging back here, Alan. Oh, no, so Alan. He, but because he uh, uh, helped them, he was not punished wow. for the crime. 
Wow. So he helped the investigation a lot. And because he didn't get out properly. That's interesting. I would have just thought back in the olden days, they'd be like, you're fucked. Yeah, up. I would have thought so. I would have thought he would have been. They must have cut him a deal because I think they were pretty fucking embarrassed that it happened in they the first been, place. Yeah. I just would have thought they would have cut him. So whilst he was not charged for his uh, role in the attempt because of his cooperation, uh, he was transferred to another prison in Washington in 1963 when the prison closed down, later to Atlanta. After serving his tent- sentence, followed by two additional sentences in Georgia and Florida, he was released in 1967, only to be arrested again in Florida the following year on the charges of grand larceny. At Florida State Prison, he fatally stabbed another prisoner. Oh. He was serving multiple sentences, including life imprisonment on the murder conviction when he died December 1978 at the age of 49. So oh. a tragic life. For Alan I kind of backed Why him until think? he stabbed a dude. But guys, that is the story of the 1962 Escape from Alcatraz. I'm so sorry to disappoint you all with another mystery episode, but I do love them so. They are. We love them, but they're just frustrating. They're so unsatisfying. Yeah, they've got to be. I like answers. We can still, like, there's got to be those ones out there where you can build the story in the same way and give us a resolution, Dave. Yeah. Please give us a Please, well, Dave. It's not me. You want We want our listeners to... Put those yeah. in. Because, thank you to listening. Daniel Ryan who emailed that in. But if you want to get into the hat like old Danny Ryan. Is Danny, is he a San Franciscan? I'm not sure. I couldn't tell from the email. The only San Franciscans I know are Metallica. Okay. And I don't think he's in Metallica. Okay. I don't think Daniel Ryan was a member of Metallica. But tweet in if you are and <laughs> then tell your followers because you have lots. <laughs> but Metallica yeah, thank you. or Daniel Ryan? Daniel Ryan, no, Metallica. I want him to go on the, not in your, your personal account, Daniel. Get on the Metallica account, then tweet about this episode, please. We need it. We need it. <laughs> That's we very need. funny. <laughs> but that, yeah. But thanks, guys. Uh, of course, you can get involved with uh, the ideas. Do go on pod at gmail.com is the email that Daniel emailed. You can also tweet us at do go on pod. We're on the gram now, Instagram. At do go on pod for that. We're chucking up photos left, right, and bloody centre. Oh, really? I'll tweet up some photos of the uh, Oink and Oscar, the yes, masks. Yes, please. We're also but on they Facebook. They look hilarious. They look hilarious. We're on Facebook as well. We post stuff on all those things. It's always great. But guys, we'd love to get love to hear from you. So if you want to jump on any of our platforms, that would be amazing. Of course, you can always review the show on iTunes. I was going to say, because mm-hmm. supposedly, if you the more highly it's rated, like if people give it five-star reviews, the more visible it is for people to find it. That means we get more listeners. It makes this party really bloody go off. Bloody party central. Study the party. Uh, guys, Bro, thank you. yawning at the party. It's very late at the party. Oh, so at the end of this episode, (laughs) I will say good night. Night night.